So this is the last episode of Civil Procedure 1. It's kind of crazy. In fact, we've already had our Civil Procedure final. And this episode is merely just me catching up and making sure I've posted everything to do with Civil Procedure that we've talked about so far this semester. And so this episode is going to be about choice of law. And I won't get into any of the fact patterns of these cases, but I do want to say what the case is and the big takeaway of the case and how choice of law really works. So choice of law, what is choice of law? Choice of law is what substantive law you're going to apply in the court system. And it's also talking about what procedural law that we're going to apply. And so we have several cases here. And let's start with Erie. And then after that, we'll talk about York, Walker, Hannah, Stewart, Claxon, Van Dusen, and the Atlantic Marine. So there's a lot of cases here, but the rules are fairly straightforward. So what does Erie tell us? Well, the Erie, big takeaway from Erie is that there is no general federal common law. And so, as you know, there are a lot of sources of law. You have uh, the Constitution, you have statutes, and then you have common law. For those three sources of law, there is federal constitution and state constitutions. There are federal statutes and state statutes. And then for a while, there was a federal general common law, but Erie changed that to where there is no federal common law and we're only going to rely on state common law. So common law fills in the gaps that the statutes and the constitution don't go and they're judge-made rules. And so what we're going to learn from Erie is that if there's no state statutes or state constitution rulings there, well, then you're going to rely on the state common law to determine how to resolve an issue. And if there's nothing about the state common law, well, then you need to conduct what is called an Erie guess. And the Erie guess is just simply saying we're going to apply what we think the state Supreme Court would say for this issue, for this ruling. And then, obviously, there are also some times where a state allows you to, it's called certify the issue, where you just uh, send this to a state court, and the state court says, here's how we would rule. Uh, state courts don't like to do that very often, so you shouldn't do it if if you can help it. But federal courts, most of the time, will just rely on what they think the state would for an eerie guess. Then we have a lot of issues, not issues, but a lot of things that need to be resolved from this. And this leads into York. So most of the time, we're going to apply state substantive law. That's really the big takeaway from Erie. And But from York, we learned that we're going to apply federal procedure law. So everything we've talked about so far this semester has really been a focus on federal procedure. But we won't apply federal procedure if it changes state substantive law. And a really big takeaway from that is that statute of limitations are considered like a substantive and procedural thing. So we're going to follow state statute of limitations, but federal procedure for everything else. And that's really the big takeaway from Walker as well. And then our big takeaways from Hannah 
is that in federal diversity cases, we're once again going to follow federal procedure. Really just expounds on York. Hannah is what we consider the precedent case, though. And that's just saying... It, it, it really just finalized that York is going to focus on federal procedure instead of state procedure. We have Stewart versus Rico. And when there are form selection causes and contracts, the federal court's procedure is going to focus on those form selection clauses. So if you're in a federal court in Iowa and a form selection clause in the contract says that you're going to apply Nevada choice of law, well, then that Iowa federal court is going to apply Iowa law when it comes to federal diversity cases. Claxton is saying that we're going to use the choice of law for the rules of a forum state. So this is getting a little different where, for example, if you have a transfer, so a 1404 transfer from a proper venue to a proper venue, this is also Van Dusen um, combining these two here. If you've got a proper transfer from under a 1404, well, then you're going to use the choice of law rules that the forum state has. And so if Iowa says we're going to apply where the accident occurred and the accident occurred in Nevada, well, then you're going to apply Nevada rules. Assuming, of course, your original forum is Iowa. So that's Claxon and Van Dusen. And then we have Atlantic Marine, which is saying if you've got proper venue, but a forum selection clause says that you couldn't have done it in that forum, well, then you can still have a proper 1404 transfer, but you don't bring the choice of law rules of the original forum that you would normally have. Instead, you're going to apply the rules of the forum selection clause. And so that's really our big takeaways from choice of law, is we're going to apply state substantive law, federal procedure, uh, transfers. If it's proper, you use a the original jurisdiction, unless that the forum selection clause says otherwise. And that's really our big takeaways from choice of law. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't our pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.